0: Welcome back. at Sterling Fox in for Jill Bennett on this lovely Sunday morning. 14 degrees in downtown Vancouver. It is 647. Rick Fortchuk is with us now with Rick's picks. Rick joining us from the center of the universe this weekend in Toronto. Good morning, Rick. Yeah, that's what they
1: think too, Sterling.
0: They, really do. <laughs> they sure do, don't they? Not
1: only at the center, there's no Alberta either. So, yeah, it's a very interesting thing.
0: It certainly is. Well, happy Canada Day weekend to you, my friend. Lots of new movies to talk about. And there's uh, there's one out there you particularly like called Baby Driver. Tell us about it, Rick. Yeah,
1: I'm going to spend most of my time on this one because it is such a terrific movie. Uh, the title Sterling was lifted from a track of Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water album from 1970. Mm-hmm. And what we have here is just an amazing action movie that will leave you guessing at every tire-squealing turn. Ansel Elgert, who's from the Divergent series and The Fault in Our Stars, is the title character here. He's a baby-faced, very quiet young man who has his iPod plugged into his ears at every moment and who is a getaway driver for heist gangs, masterminded by Doc, played by Kevin Spacey. Now, Baby made a big mistake when he was much younger, having stolen a car from Doc, which had a lot of junk in the trunk. The car got trashed and so did its contents, leaving Baby in debt to Doc to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And although Baby doesn't like it one bit, he is forced to work off the debt. Or Doc, who is not a nice man, Mm. will deal harshly and fatally with the only family member that Baby has. Now, Sterling the heister of the usual variety, banks, armored cars, whatever collects cash, and so far, no one has been hurt. Doc recruits different thieves for each job, with Baby being the only constant on every caper. Of course, Baby is just one heist away from eliminating his debt, so it's one last job and he is done. Well, you know Sterling from watching a lot of heist movies, one last job never works out as mind. Of
0: course not. It's
1: always the last job that's the killer, and that's the case here when things go very badly. Now, John Hamm is Buddy. He's a crook without a conscience who changes everything when an armed guard dies. Baby never planned to be an accessory to murder. And then Bats shows up. That's Jamie Foxx's character. He turns out to be even more vicious than Buddy, and Baby just needs to get out. But Doc threatens him even more because Baby has met a waitress named Deborah, and he wants to go away with her. No chance. Deborah thinks he's a chauffeur because when she asked what he did, he said, I'm a driver. Uh, We want Baby to get out of this. The twists and turns just make things worse by the moment. The tension is gripping. Uh, the story is not at all predictable, and I defy you to guess how it's all going to end. Okay. Every performance here starting is great, as is the amazing driving. The music is so well choreographed to the action, it's as sophisticated as a music video part of the time. eighteen A rating for violence, but it's a terrific movie. That's Baby Driver.
0: Wow, okay, boy, I haven't heard you be that enthusiastic about a film for a long time. I, I always liked the Bourne franchise for the wonderful car chase sequences. Are they at least? least that good in baby driver? No, they're different. Oh, okay. They're- they're different. They're good, but they're different. And right. I like
1: the Bourne car chases, too. And I haven't been this enthusiastic about an action-adventure thriller since the Bourne movies and the two John Wick movies. They're all great.
0: Oh, interesting stuff. Now, Despicable Me, Mr. Forchuck is now officially a franchise with number three on the big screen.
1: Yep, and Steve Carell again voices the character of Gru. He's a bad guy who's become a good guy and who now learns that he has a twin brother he didn't know existed. And he might become a bad guy again just for old time's sake. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Carell voices both characters. The story picks up seamlessly from the second Despicable movie. I've seen other reviews suggesting that this film's not as good as the previous ones, but I've also sat in a theater full of kids and their parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and nannies, and have heard them laughing uproariously. This is not a film that can be properly criticized unless you're in the presence of such children and escorts. Uh, Good story, good movie, the Minions are hilarious, Uh, it's just good, good family fun, the rating is PG, Sterling, that's Despicable Me 3.
0: Now this is a comedy that, well at least by the names of its stars, one would expect has a chance to be pretty darn funny, we're talking Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler in something called The House, Rick.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately they just foamed this one in, Uh, that doesn't allow what might have been a good, funny, and a well-balanced suburban comedy take shape the way it should. Uh, Playing characters Scott and Kate Johnson, they seem caught in a dilemma when they're about to graduate from high school. Daughter tops her class, and if this were previous years, she would get her tuition paid to a top university for the next four years. But the school decides to use the money another way, and that leaves Scott and Kate in a pickle. How will they manage to pay for daughter Alex's schooling? Well, the script doesn't explain why, with all the years to save, the Johnsons have set aside zero dollars for her education. Uh, did they know from babyhood that she'd leave her glass? They didn't know that. They live in a huge home worth a huge amount of money. Uh, nothing for education. Doesn't fly. Anyway, there are bits and pieces that make us think, okay, here we go. We're now on a roll. But it never really happens, as they set up a casino in their basement to try and make the money to send their kid to school. Mm-hmm didn't work for
0: me. Oh, okay. That's all I know about the movie, because that's what the commercial is. They got a little 60-second ad running, and you see them basically setting up, the, turning their house into a casino to finance the kid's education. That's So basically, that's the whole movie. That's
1: the movie. And unfortunately, <laughs> that's so often the case where the best bits are in the commercial. You go to the movie, and you say, well, I, I've seen all this. Where's the story?
0: Exactly. Oh, that's, that's not a good sign, is it? Now, here's a movie. It's a remake. I really like the original with Clint Eastwood as the star colin farrell is back in the title role in the beguiled rick
1: yep, you're right it's a remake from 1979 uh, farrell this time is a civil war soldier who's injured and who seeks refuge in an all-girls school where a number of young women are being sequestered to keep them from the battles outside their doors This is perfect for Farrell's character, who is soon romancing each girl, one after the other, which raises the tension in the building to monumental proportions. And then, no spoiler here, something very unexpected happens, and it's a game-changer. And Nicole Kidman also stars, as does Kirsten Dunst, so it's a good cast, it's a good premise, and it's a pretty good remake.
0: Oh, so it is a good remake. You're you're giving it the old thumbs up this morning. I would say that's a good movie. Okay. Um, I wanted to take a look at some of the new stuff on Netflix because there are so many platforms to look at now, and that Disney cartoon about the Hawaiian princess is all of a sudden uh, making more money all over again, Rick.
1: Yeah, that's Moana, and you're right. Uh, This Disney animated feature... Uh, is about a young girl who just longs for adventure. She's the title character. She's voiced by a young Hawaiian girl named Auali Carvalho. Uh, She loves her family, loves her island, and loves her village, but she longs to see what's out there beyond the reef. It's forbidden, says her father, to leave the sheltered lagoon, but things begin to go badly for the islanders. The fish stop coming, the coconuts, the crops are all failing. Uh, She decides to leave under cover of darkness to find the solution and save her people. Turns out that the god Maui has been up to no good. He's voiced by Dwayne Johnson here, and over time, Moana and Maui form an uneasy truce to restore her homeland to its former brilliance. Even the ocean is a character in this story. It's very nicely done. And if you visited the islands, you won't even feel like you're watching a cartoon. you feel like you're watching the real thing. It's a good little movie.
0: Interesting. And the last one we have time for this morning is an Owen Wilson movie that was uh, pretty pretty well done back a couple of years ago called No Escape.
1: Yeah, I really like this one. It's a thriller with Owen Wilson, Lake Bell as well. They are Jack and Amy Dwyer, a family that needs a financial break. And they just might get one when Jack takes on a transfer with his couple to go to Southeast Asia they're only in country for a matter of hours though when a coup takes place and foreigners that's them are being sought out and killed in the streets. Jack has gone out to get a morning paper, leaving Amy and the kids at the hotel when the violence breaks out. A mysterious man named Hammond, played by Pierce Brosnan, whom they met on the plane, might be their only chance, or he might be part of the problem. This one keeps you guessing all along, too. It's a 14A rating. It's on Netflix. It's called No Escape, Sterling.
0: Interesting stuff. And of course, in today's world, Rick, not an altogether implausible plot anymore, is it? Exactly right. Interesting stuff. So Toronto for Canada Day weekend. Well, you drew the short strick in the clan this year, I guess. Huh?
1: absolutely right. I did.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you have a great weekend, and uh, we, we appreciate this very much. Oh, got a couple of seconds. Literally a couple. Talk about Big Brother, which apparently is back for the summer of 17.
1: Yeah, back on Global tonight. Uh, they bring us the Den of Temptation tonight. So oh, it boy. It promises to be a game-changer.
0: Well, I'll be sitting down then, I guess. I better That's be, be, be huh? Rick Forchuk, thanks for this. Great to speak to you again. Thanks, Dr. All right. There's Rick's Picks on CKNW. It is uh, coming up to news time. 14 degrees of morning sunshine already in downtown Vancouver. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980
1: CKNW.